Hey guys, welcome to the True Blue Riffcast with your hosts, Jeremy and Dave. My name is Christine DeBell, but many of you know me as Susan from A Talking Cat. And as you know, I have to go and get my cheese puffs out of the oven. So have a great time with Jeremy and Dave. See you soon. Thanks, Christine. This is the True Blue Riffcast, the number one riff tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I am joined, as always, by... Yes, hello, my name's Dave. I'm actually here. Yeah, woo! <laughs> oh, man. This so, yeah, is, uh, this... Yeah, and I'm not, I'm, not walking around, <laughs> I'm not walking around in the cornfields and everything. This is amazing. Oh, so how you doing, Dave? Doing great. Like we, it, it feels like we just did this. I know, like only a couple days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, welcome to our regular time slot, uh, Sunday evenings, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be doing this on a regular basis. And uh, yeah, we got lots to talk about today. Uh, I don't know... Uh, I don't know where I'm going right now. Actually, my brain just moved. <laughs> See, this is the thing. When we when we record these, we can edit this out. Yeah, there's no more. The, the Jeremy, there's no. We 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 don't have welcome back from the edit to save us anymore. Nope. We got to just do a good job the first time, and if we yeah, don't, then we sit here with egg in our face. Yeah, just like I like like, and I gotta be on my very best behavior, because guys, guys, you don't know this. <laughs> You don't know this before when we weren't doing this live, like, you know, two weeks ago, like I was just like on my worst behavior. I will say some of the most awful things just because I know Jeremy will have to edit it out later. Yeah. It's he likes hilarious. giving me work to do, but yeah. now he can't do that. So, yeah. So I gotta, I gotta act like I can't drop any F bombs, any C bombs. I, like you know, no, it's, it's, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very, very hard. Yep. So I'm yep, just going to pop be out. Very difficult, but you're you're doing you're doing well. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so are you. <laughs> how is oh, your you. How is your weekend? I heard My you saw weekend, a movie. Yes, I did. I went and saw the newest uh, entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which uh-huh. we'll talk about in a minute because uh, we've got some box office stuff to go over. Uh, I kind of skimmed through a movie called uh, Templar Nation, oh, God. and uh, and I got a job promotion, so it's been it's been a pretty good. Yeah, week. hooray! For those of you who don't know, um, Templar Nation was a movie that I helped make in the year 2012, and it's uh, I actually have credited it on IMDb on there. Uh, and we were talking about IMDb, and I showed Jeremy my IMDb page. You want to check that out? It's Sugar Ray Dodge there at IMDb. Uh, it has all the short films and nonsense that I was involved in. When I was involved in the uh, amateur film business here in the great state of Utah, I don't really hang out with those people anymore because they're kind of all insane. But uh, I was active for a number of years, wrote a number of short films. And help make one feature film called Templar Nation. So, if you want to check it some, out, I, it, it's got some wonderful reviews on IMDb too. 
That's it. I haven't, I haven't read. I actually uh, riffed it with my riffing partner, Vinny Ferrari, a, AKA the AOL call guy a few years ago. Uh, I we riffed it for uh, my now defunct movie riffing uh, show, SRD's movie night. Uh, and it's a, um, it's a colossal pile of garbage. <laughs> I got to say, but we had fun making it. Uh, and like, I knew what it was. I knew that it was a bad movie the whole time. So I was just, I had fun. I had stories to tell about it. And I might even tell those stories if Rift Tracks ever decides to riff this movie. I, I like we'll this. Come here on. I like this sentence. The only good thing about this movie is that they only wasted $300,000 to make it. Where they spent that much, I have no idea. There's no effects. Oh, I know. Fighting choreography is lousy. Maybe it was just Eric Estrada's salary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of it went to Eric Estrada. Yeah, I'm um, sure it did. And also, the director is a the director is a um, not the director. What am I saying? Brian Vance is a wonderful man. The writer uh, Joseph James uh, is a horrible, horrible businessman and <laughs> likes to waste tons of his family's money. And uh, he's been in hiding for a number of years. No one can find him. To get the money that was them, it's both depressing and hilarious at the same time. So. Nice. I know a number of people Joseph James owes owes money to. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't need to get not me. That. I didn't get paid. I didn't get paid anything for my work on Templar Nation. So, but were you supposed to? <laughs> no, I was like, no, I just want to be in it just so I could just so I could be in Templar Nation because. Because I, I saw Joseph James' first movie, uh, Masonic Map. Well, it wasn't really his first movie, but whatever. It's first of a series that he does that are very that 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 are based in like Templar and the Crusades and Mason Hobo Jobo and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and it, it was awful. And I just had the most fun time. And I was like, Rift Tracks has to do this. I've put it up. It's in the it's in an ideas.riftrex.com Masonic map. I think Templar Nation is in there too. So hey, if you guys want to go vote for that, go vote yeah. for Templar Nation and uh, and the Masonic map at ideas.riftrex.com, and maybe Riftrex will do it. Yeah, but and you, you um, can see a silhouette of Dave getting his butt kicked. Yeah, yeah. I well, you get I like I get my I'm killed. A lot in that movie. <laughs> I get killed a lot of that movie in my silhouette work. Anytime you see in Templar Nation a a uh, oh gosh, this was almost ten years ago. Oh no, ah! Uh, but anytime you see a long-haired silhouette, it's like getting like drum, just getting uh, just getting cut down or something. Or anytime you see a long-haired silhouette at all, it's definitely me. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we do have a lot to get into today. We're going to be taking a look at uh, the riff of Julie and Jack. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at Fungicide. And uh, we've yes. got a short review of Rift Track Shorts coming up right after we take a look at the weekend box office. So, number one movie, no surprise here, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It so has, is it uh, Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi, yes. Shang-Chi, not, not Shang. Like not Shang Chi. Yeah. Yeah, Shang. not like Shang Tsung, Shang Chi. Uh took in 
so far this weekend, uh, $83 million. Oh, $83.5 million. Dollars. And uh, there's still, you know, tomorrow, because this is Labor Day weekend, so they they still count tomorrow as part of it. But so far this weekend, it's taken in $83.5 million. Uh, the number two movie right now is Candyman, the sequel to the original Candyman movie. Uh, third is Free Guy, Paw Patrol in at number four, and The Rock uh, with Jungle Cruise in in fifth place. What? Okay, so like when when all the movies were piling up last year, when like okay, we're not going to release any movies because no one's going to the movies because <laughs> it's you know the end of the end of the world or whatever. Uh, and we're like, well, next year there's going to be a whole bunch of blockbusters. There's going to be a, there's going to be a, a, a earth-shattering great movie coming out like every other weekend. It hasn't seemed like it. No. Like where are all these great movies? You're supposed to get all the great movies from last year and all the great movies that's supposed to come out this year. It's just like it seems like we're getting Paw Patrol coming in at number three. <laughs> and I'm surprised it's making that much because. Uh, again, it's it's available to watch at no extra charge on Paramount Plus. What it is? Yeah, you can watch it <laughs> as long as you have a subscription to Paramount Plus. You can watch it for free, like no no extra charge. Not like the Disney Ugh. premiere stuff. It's just it's just there, like HBO Max does, and you can just watch it at home with your kids whenever you want. But it's That's still hilarious. making money in the box office, so. I mean, not a ton of money. It's oh, it's yeah, been out well, for I mean, a while, they, but it's you know, thirty-one million overall. I don't know. It's still for a uh, freaking Paw Patrol movie. Thirty-one million is pretty good. Speaking of speaking of box office, and um, this ties in with Rift Tracks because it is directly Rift Tracks related, but it's also tied into the uh, time of a riff we're about to discuss. Um. Uh, the Force Awakens, the new, uh, the like. Do you remember that? Do you do you, do you, do you, do you remember a, a time six years ago when the Force Awakens <laughs> was the new ago. Star Wars? Yeah, it was. Yes, six I years do. Ago. Yes, all, like all that, all that long time ago. That was six years ago. Now, oh my gosh! If Disney had stuck to the one movie a year uh, pattern that they had with the original trilogy and with sequel trilogy, not the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy, like, like one every three years, like, you know, you had star Wars come out in 77, three years after that, 1980 is the empire strikes back. And three years after that is return of the Jedi in 1983. Then, uh, with the prequel trilogy, you have, um, phantom medicine, 1999, uh, attack for the clones in 2002, and uh, Revenge of the Sith in 2005. Okay, so that between movie one and movie three uh, is six years. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if they'd done it right, we would just be getting episode eight. We would just be getting episode nine this year. Oh, episode nine, sorry. Episode nine, yeah. Yeah, you, you said between one and three. Duh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, between movie one and movie three yeah. in each respective trilogy. Yeah. So I'm just I'm 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 just wondering, you know, um, 
fan backlash being what it was for uh, uh, The Last Jedi and that's a corporate meddling just totally wrecking episode nine. Yeah. I really got to wonder if they, if it had been Force Awakens comes out, don't change Force Awakens at all. That's a fantastic movie. Then episode eight comes out in 2018 instead of 2017. And then episode nine comes out in 2021 instead of 2019. What would that trilogy like? Like, what does that trilogy look like in that in that fantasy world compared to what we have? Unfortunately, we're never going to know. Yeah, but you know, it's just like it's just like it just kind of blows my mind a little bit. It's just like wow, it's like we're actually at the point where if they had done it the way that they used to do it, we'd be getting episode nine now. And yeah. it's just it's crazy to think just how much time has really passed since since 2015. It's I don't know, like the passage of time. We're we're <laughs> old men. We're old men now in our 40s. Yeah. Uh, time goes by a lot faster now, like as opposed to like you know being in our 20s and stuff, which is all of our, I'm, I'm, which I'm sure all of our fantastic loyal podcast viewers listeners are definitely all younger than us oh so, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh man uh speaking of being old dave uh yeah here let let me let me do this first we gotta do this first hang on yes. all right this is gonna this is gonna be the awkward segue now speaking of being old now when you were a kid dave did you yeah. ever want a? did you ever want a doll did i ever want a doll yeah I wanted like to action figures count. Sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> no, no, no. Like an actual doll, like a baby oh. doll, or I don't recall. Oh well, I know one little boy at least that wanted a doll, and his name was William. See how awkward that was. That was terrible, terrible. The, doll, the doll William. William's doll. That's the short we're taking a look at today <laughs> for our short review of Rift Track Shorts. And uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually write that down. I should have. It probably would have went a little smoother than I had it. That's in my okay. Head, but that's okay. Take two. We'll do a welcome back from the edit. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. We're already into it, Dave. We might as well just keep barreling forward. Here we go. Yeah, let's just let's uh, just keep let's keep going. <laughs> oh, there, there, there's there's a commenter in the comments. Uh, Vanderpool man asks, "What keeps going off?" I'm not sure what he's talking about, but oh. Yeah, I heard it a couple of times. It was it was kind of like a doo 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 doo, like a little alert noise or something. I don't know if that's uh, something that on one of our ends I somewhere. I don't know. Oh, uh, well. If it goes off again, please let us know. Thank you. For yes, the, for yes, that. we will. We will try to take care of that. Uh, but today's short is Williams Dow, released by Rift Tracks, August fifth, two thousand and ten. Ooh, so yeah, so nine nine years ago. Yeah. Uh, no. No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. No. Longer. <laughs> Longer, Jeremy. My brain is old, and I can't math properly. 11 years ago. <sighs> 11 years ago. I was trying to make it less painful, I think, subconsciously, <laughs> and so my brain just spit out that wrong number. 11 years ago, yes. Mm. Uh, but this is a short. It's actually based on some book, I guess. I don't know. I already forgot what it was. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> And I just watched this again 
for the first time in a while, like a couple hours ago. So it just shows how addled my old man brain is. But that's correct. Uh, William, uh, his birthday's coming up. There, I just heard the doo 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 again. Must be something on your end. I don't know. Well, then why uh, can't I hear it? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's something with our using messenger audio or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so William, his dad asks him what he wants for his birthday, and he says he wants a doll. And William's dad says, oh, you can't have a doll. Dolls are for girls. How about a nice football helmet? Those are for boys. And this is... Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, some time passes. It's his birthday. We see his birthday party. Uh, he opens up the present from his parents, and it is, of course, a football helmet. Uh, later that evening, uh, he's sitting and talking to his grandfather, and his grandfather's like, mm, I think there's something else you wanted for, for your birthday, isn't there? And he's like, yeah, I wanted a doll. And so William's grandpa takes him to the store the next day and buys him a doll. <laughs> and Oh, uh, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, there's, there's a nice uh, conversation between dad and grandpa uh, in this where uh, – Grandpa is recollecting about the Raggedy Andy doll that Dad had when he was William's age. And he's like, well, it's not really the same thing. And the Grandpa's like, yeah, it is. It's the same thing. And he's like, you <laughs> used to take that thing everywhere. Remember how upset you got the one time we took a trip to the cabin and you forgot it at home? You cried yourself to sleep. And I drove the 50 miles at night after you went to bed to go get it for you. And That is I dumb. I got the biggest hug from your mom the next morning. Yeah, I'm sure he got a hug. And uh Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> that and, check, uh, dude. <laughs> it ends with William leaving the doll in the house to go play football with some other boys. <laughs> but yeah, okay. that's, that's William's doll. It's like I get what they're going for here, you know, like like love your love your kids or something. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not gonna hurt to do something like that. You know, they're just toys or whatever. And uh, William just wants it because he wants to show it things and take it around and talk to it. And uh, yeah, it it is it is very funny. There's uh there's a joke about uh, uh him being the uh, inventor of the real doll when he was a kid. <laughs> and what? Uh, yeah how much money he was going to make off of his new idea that he had after looking at this other girl's little dolly. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. But it's <laughs> it's good. It's a, it's a, it's a great short. Uh, it's definitely one that you should at least watch once, if nothing I'll else. It, uh, it is available with the uh, Rift Tracks Friends uh, streaming subscription service for five ninety nine a month. Not an ad. Just... Yeah, Rift Tracks doesn't pay us. No, I think <laughs> I think that's I, I I think it's time to dispel the rumor once again that like we have like Rift Tracks's ear and that like we get like we get our marching orders from Rift Tracks. It's like no, <laughs> it's not. They it's that like, would be nice though. I mean, yeah, they don't. I mean, sometimes they will give us the heads up on on a thing or two if like we ask. Yeah, but like generally we're not in we're not in the loop guys nope it's, nope it's, yeah 
We're just, we're just casual. We're just fans. Yeah. We're just fans. Although, you know, again, if, uh, if, if maybe they were looking for an official Rift Tracks podcast, hey, uh, we could be oh. the official maybe. I'm just, I'm just maybe. gonna throw that out there. Nothing, nothing. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh boy. Please love us. <laughs> <laughs> just notice us is all we ask. Please, please. notice us, senpai. <laughs> I was trying not to go there, Dave. <sighs> Oh man! Oh great! Oh, so anyway, uh, I think I think we need to uh, move on and continue our uh, our discussion of all things James Wen here on the uh, True Blue Riftcast. Oh yes, yeah. Um, and let's talk about uh, the uh, the 2015 riff, Julie and Jack. Wow, what a great riff this is! This is like I remember, like like for me. Now, this isn't to say they haven't done quality work since, because they absolutely 100% have. But for me, 2015 is peak riff tracks. That's when it's just like every riff, it seems like, is just like A3 pluses, like all year long. It was insane. Just like the, like, like, like the quality of not that, just the movie selection – but of like the jokes and just everything, everything about everything about Rift Tracks in 2015, to me is like gilded in just like awesomeness. And Julian yeah. Jack is is one of those. It's like James Wen made another movie. I mean, we all know that he made <laughs> other movies, but it's like they 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 got it. Like we have to do this, and and so so you get Julian Jack. And I remember talking to Connor and Sean for the Riff Wiki about a lot of stuff in 2015. And I remember saying to them at the time that, uh, guys, this is like Julian Jack is like not just Birdemic, but it's also like elements of the room all yeah. mixed up. It's crazy. It's just like and I hadn't seen it in a, in a, in a bit and I kind of forgot a little a little bit about it. And I was like, oh, crap, we got to talk about Julian Jack and. I'm going to look like an asshole because I don't remember anything <laughs> about it. So, oh, I'm sorry. I just swore. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the edit, everybody. So um, I'm going to look like a blank hole. Uh, so I went back and I just watched, I just watched just like the very, very tiny little bit of the beginning. And I was like, oh, wait, I remember this movie. I remember it all. Yes, this is, this is, so I sat there and I just, and I watched the, uh, and I would just watch the riff and I was just like, just bask in just like just how funny it is and just like how much riff tracks just like means to like me and just like how I can just like sit and just bask in the awesomeness of this of this great thing. I was just like, ah, oh, this is yeah, this is riff tracks right here. This is this is this is gold. This is this is special. Yeah, there's there's uh this is such a such a good riff, and honestly, I think uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there. Definitely a better movie, at least. I don't know, not not necessarily a better movie. It's it's 
Better movie than Birdemic. I'm just gonna say it's a better movie than. Okay, Birdemic. are 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 you gonna are you are you trying to put me in a position where I'm gonna have to say that one of James Wan's movies is good? Because I'm not gonna <laughs> no, I'm not do saying that, good. Jeremy. I'm not saying good. I'm no, saying I mean like it's, it's all hot, like it's all hot garbage. Like 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 replica like Julian Julian Jack was James Wan's first movie. Uh, and I think it's better than Birdemic. It's well, yeah, it is better than Birdemic. It's definitely better than Replica. Oh yeah, but it's his first movie. Replica was his second. It's two thousand five movie, and then uh, he made Birdemic in two thousand eight. Um, but the thing is, is that you know, with with most things creative, you can see like a like even if you're trash. Like James Wend is because he's a, <laughs> because he's a trash, garbage, awful person and a movie maker all around, uh, and he should feel bad about himself because he's awful. But uh, you can, even if you're like that kind of awful, uh, you can still you'll you're still gonna improve. He doesn't. He gets worse <laughs> with each movie he does. <laughs> like Julian Jack was like was like peak James Wend, and then it just. It's just like uh, crap slide down into the sewer after that. Yeah, and now we got, you know, sea eagles to look forward to. Yeah, that... <sighs> Let's get to the last episode where we talk about... Where, yeah, where we talk about <laughs> that and the latest update in Brontosaurus Man. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad making, making fun of that guy's looks a little bit, but he he's in Birdemic 3. You know, it's... <laughs> It's just he's super tall. I don't tall. know what to do that's for it. him. You know, yeah. He's super tall. I, yeah. And maybe and James Wynn really is just really neck. short, too. But but yeah. um, anyway, Julian Jack, should we talk about the plot? Uh, Yeah. So Jack is uh, a guy who sells computer chips. And can't get to work on time. Can't get to work on time. Can't complete a sale for anything in the, at least the first part of the movie. Yeah. And uh he of course has a uh a extra horny best friend. Well, okay, well before we get to the extra horny best friend, we got to talk about uh the meeting they have where at Stella Chip Corporation where they're selling Stella chips. Yeah. Uh it's like get out there, sell, sell, sell. And uh it should be pointed out that um the actor playing Jack's boss is none other than uh, uh, Doctor G, <laughs> or Professor G, Mister God from Replica, and yep. more notably, um, uh, Doctor Jones from Birdemic: Shock and Terror. He's a uh, of the James trilogy of Julian Jack Replica and uh, Birdemic. He's one of James Wen's hat tricks. He's in all three. I think Natalie's mom is in all three. Um, I think so. Who else is in all three? Yeah, Patsy Van Editor. Um, I don't know. I know uh, Tippy Hedren is in more than one. Uh, technically, okay, Tippy Hedren. Well, okay, we'll we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to Tippy Hedren later. I don't want to jump the gun. But, I mean, um, uh, hanging yeah. out hanging out with my family guy. I don't think is in replica. No, I don't remember seeing him in replica. He is in this. Uh, yeah, he is in as, this, and we'll yeah we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. But 
but for you know the sake of moving things along because we're live 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 yes um the the known hat tricks are um minus tippy hedron because she doesn't really count right uh are dr jones and uh natalie's mom we'll just use their pandemic names because it's easier <laughs> yeah so anyway, so Dr. Jones is, is Jack's boss. He says, hey, you suck uh, if you uh, if you don't if you don't uh, <laughs> if you don't step it up, I'm going to fire you, uh, which is which is what they say to Joe. His name's Joe in replica, right? <laughs> I think the so. The salesman. I, yeah, it's yeah, hard to James, keep all this straight, guys. Yeah, the, I, I, I anyway, I, I think his name is Joe. So, but uh, he's a software. Setup. Joe, Jack, and Rod. I mean, yeah, Joe, Jack, and Rod. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but um, anyway, so he goes to. Um, yeah, his name's Joe. Like he he gets all depressed and he goes. Oh, they're in San Francisco. That's important to note. That becomes important later. That they're act that they actually live in the city of San Francisco. Yes. Um, so Joe goes to his uh, his best friend's house. Who is actively engaged in sexual intercourse? <laughs> like it, like. Hang on, my uh, my headphones just died, so that I got to switch the audio back over <laughs> to the speakers. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> All right, we should be good now. Okay. Anyway, there I was go. saying that um, I was saying that Mark, uh, which is the horny friend, I was saying that there's no nice way to say this. But smash cuts to his girlfriend or one of his girlfriends in the movie. He, he's engaged in sexual intercourse. He's basically just just like riding him. Smash cuts to him old, smashing his girlfriend. Yeah, like having a grand old time, just just bouncing up and down. I mean, like I I I hate to say it, but it's like like that's what the movie the movie shows this. So she goes. She answers the door. She's like, "Excuse me, hi." He's like, "Hey, <laughs> is Mark here?" Oh, I'm so you know. So then, like he, uh, they do their little dry hump the air <laughs> scene, and it's revolting. <laughs> and um, and Mark says, "Well, you know what you need? You need a woman. You just broke up with Sarah, and I have this. I have this this great website called CupidMatchmaker.net, where you can go meet all kinds of skanks. You should try it. You know, L- like literally, so, that's what the guy says. It's yeah." So he's like, okay, sure, yeah. So he goes and he immediately meets uh, our the love interest, the brilliant and beautiful uh, Julie Romanoff. Yes, uh, played by an actress who's actually gone on to have somewhat of a career. Yeah, I mean, like you know, like there's always one in, and it's usually the girls. Yeah, in James Wen movies. The the guys never work again. It does. <laughs> Alan Baugh, as much as I love you, buddy, my Facebook friend, my homie, Alan Baugh, your career is your acting career. Where where is it, man? Yeah. Where is it? Uh, I mean, he was in Pandemic Two. Yeah. You know, Pandemic Two gets such a bad rap, and we've talked about it on the podcast before. But uh, I uh, won't get into it. We won't rehash that, even though I brought it up. But um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, they meet and they go on like these dates. 
Now the dates are are in they and they're eating food in yeah. these restaurants in San Francisco, and they go to all these touristy spots in in San Francisco. It's very much like the room in that respect. Yes. Where, uh, you know, it's like um, it's San Francisco go, and they want you to know that it's San Francisco. That it's definitely 100 percent San Francisco. Yep. So we cut back and we cut back to the real world. I mean, oops, <laughs> the real world. This definitely not fake environment date. Uh, but uh, so anyway, so and you see Jack uh, trying to make some sales and he's failing, but kind of succeeding. And but uh, dating Julie gives him confidence and he's able to like just like up his sales and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So he, he like, calls so anyway. He calls a guy early in the movie uh, from I don't even remember what software company. And he's just like, no, I'm not interested. Please stop calling me. Oh, and he's on a first name basis with him. Yeah. And he then calls he calls him, him back later and he's like. Jack's just like, well, such and such from this other company just bought a whole lot of these chips. And the guy's like, oh, really? They did? Well, I'm going to buy a bunch. Yeah. It's like, what? Because that's what happens. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. (laughs) Another company bought something, therefore I have to buy it? Huh? It's like this whole keeping up with the Joneses type mentality. But, okay, that doesn't work. That only works, like, with the Joneses. Yeah, unless like yeah, not with not with the you know somebody who's not like the with, head of you know, development at a Microsoft, software company. Microsoft and IBM are be like, well, uh, you know, it's like that's not that's not good. it doesn't work like that. No, but anyway, uh, um, so uh, he goes and I think he talks to his horny friend again, and he's banging another girl and. <laughs> Like when do I get to meet this this girl or 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 something? It'd be like, no, she's really special. She's my hot Ferrari. <laughs> I gotta go close a deal for ten million dollars. So anyway, so they go back and they're on a date at the uh, what's that place called? Where it's it's good in Vietnamese the room. restaurant. No, well, no, not a good Vietnamese restaurant. Well, okay, they go. Okay, first they go to a museum. Okay, and they they like, look at a picture and, of uh, Ada Lovelace. Yeah, and um, and Julie just like uh, totally uh, drops hints and like just like says all kinds of like foreshadowing things there. Yeah, whatever. It's it's really like like if you know the outcome, it's kind of cringy. It's like shut up, you know. It's like. I mean, you might but, not catch uh, it the first time you watch it, but you will. Yeah, on yeah, on on, on repeat viewings, yeah, yeah, you'll definitely you'll definitely catch it. It's definitely super cringy. It's like, shut up, James, <laughs> jackass. <laughs> but um, so anyway, so they go to I think it's the um, it's, I can't remember what the name of this place is called. It's like the Art Palace or something. It's like this big outdoor Washington monument. Uh, not, or Jefferson Monument type looking thing in San Francisco. The Palace of Fine Arts, that's what it's called. Yes. And they're on a date there, and they're in their 1920s flappers costumes. Yes, they're all dressed up nice and fancy. Yeah, and uh, and the reveal is is that, oh, my God, this is a virtual reality environment. Oh, and, what? Yeah. No yeah. way. 
It's a virtual <laughs> reality environment, and they've been out on virtual dates. And, the and this is like one of my favorite parts, and not just because of the actual dumb reveal itself, but it's the reaction from the guys. Yeah, it's like none reveal. of this is real. Those that lake is fake, uh, and it's it's probably one of the best riffs in the history of riff tracks. And like so those good. birds are fake, <laughs> and then Mike and then Mike says. Wait till you see the birds in the next movie. <laughs> and, and Bill says it'll make those look real as hell. He's not wrong. Yeah, no, yeah. Because they do look real. And they just and, and James Wynn just says this dumbass kind of like just like this like brief like digitized effect that like <laughs> that you do in like iMovie or yeah. whatever cheap ass software he's using. So anyway, and she's like, and so Jack is like, Ooh. oh, also Jack's dumb as hell. Yes, can, he can, is. Can, I, I think he's probably the dumbest of the James Wentz protagonists. Even dumber than, than Joe? And, uh, he's and, definitely dumber than Rod. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah, he's def- that, like, that like, kind of takes some work to be dumber than Rod. Yeah, to be dumb. Oh, yeah, because Rod is dumb as shit. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I'm sorry. Rod is is very very Rod is very is a very dumb man. <laughs> um, Joe is Joe is Joe is uh, takes him a while to put some things together, but like <laughs> Joe kind of walks not mostly dumb, normal. He's not a, yeah yeah. Oh, who Joe in replica? Yeah, does he walk them? Yeah, definitely, but. But Jack is Jack. I think is definitely is the dumbest of the three. <laughs> but he's also just like, you know, also the least repulsive. Yeah, you know, cause, yeah, because uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, because like, because at, at least there's a thing in James Wen movies where, in addition to. Uh, in addition to being software salesmen who are down on their luck and like get involved with a woman and then some crazy supernatural or whatever stuff happens. In addition to that, though, in, in, in replica, Joe basically stalks both of his love interests. Yes. He stalks both, both uh, of them. He, he talks both. I, I, I'm blanking on the uh, doctor's uh, name. Yeah, yeah. The, the surgeon, and then later her clone. Ba- yeah, was he stalks them both, and then um, Rod sort of, kind of stalks Natalie in the very beginning. He just kind of like eyeballs oh. her, and then just like yeah, runs a little bit. It's way less down. severe. A little bit. It's like yeah. It, it, it's a bad look at first, but turns out she's like way into it. Yeah. Um, here, like I think I I think that uh, I think that Jack, while he's kind of the, the the rock stupidest out of all three of them, he's also like the most likable. I think like I would not want to hang out with Rod. I would definitely not want to hang out with Joe, but Jack, yeah, he seems like a good guy. Like you know, he seems sincere. Yeah, I don't like, think I'd try and get away from him at a party. Yeah, like I would definitely try to get away from Rod. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> Jack. Nah, we can hang out. You know? Yeah, but um, that would be okay. But anyway, so 
anyway, back to the back to Julie and Jack. Uh, so um, Julie's like, uh, Jack, uh, Jack is like, oh, hey, I want to be with you in the real world and not just here in this fake reality, even though it's like the most it's like the most single, most real virtual reality ever seen in movie history. This side of Ready Player One, you know, it's it's yeah. like it's. I would it, I would take lo- this virtual reality over the Oasis any day. Yeah, because the Oasis is is a pile, but uh, <laughs> and you can run it on your laptop. You know, it's I could probably and, run uh, it on my laptop. Yeah, you could run it on that 2002 laptop that he had. That's when this movie was made. <laughs> but anyway, so he's back. You know, back on the, his 2002 laptop when Wi-Fi wasn't even a thing. Yeah, you know, it's, plug it's it in crazy. with the Ethernet. Yep. But uh, so uh, Julie says, "I have to go. You're, you're, you're like, like I can't do this." And she she logs off and she not ghosts him, but just like is well, just ba- basically <laughs> just hang. Uh oh, uh-huh. <laughs> she hangs up on him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so she basically he, hangs up on him. Yeah. He's like trying to find her now. After yeah. this, and uh, he he ends up he talks to uh, James and, and his character, uh, who's oh it, right, he's in this movie, isn't he? Yeah, isn't he like the the professor, college professor? Oh, or something? Don't forget, to, don't forget to do your homework. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, uh, so he goes and he talks to him a little bit, and then uh, he goes and he talks to her parents. The Romanovs. Huh? Yeah, and we get uh, the second uh, dumb reveal in this movie. That she's dead. She's dead, and he's she's been dead. dating her consciousness that was uploaded to a neural uh, computing device. Yeah. But she so died anyway, from yeah. a brain tumor. So anyway, so um, and uh, Tippy Hedren is the mom. Yeah. And uh, there's like a... She has a scene with, like, some birds. Now, wait, is it... She's named after... That's weird. That is weird. Like, how often do you see girls being named after their moms? It's confusing. <laughs> it's... That, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. It's... But anyway, uh, so... Tippy Hedren is, uh, is Julie's mom... And uh, she has a scene with some birds and some, like, really forced, cringy reference to, like, her being in the birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. She's like, if you don't feed them, they get pretty restless. (sighs) Uh, But we find out that that Julie uh, was adopted from Russia. (laughs) Okay, so was it James Wan's intention to imply that she may that she may have been a surviving Romanoff? I think so. I mean, her name's Romanoff, so why not? Yeah. Okay. So she's basically the lawful uh ruler of <laughs> of the Russian Empire. Well, she was until yeah, she, the brain yeah. tumor took her out. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So now the Romanovs are really all gone. Yep. Yeah, 
she's the czar or czaress, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, all I know is is that all I know is is that uh, King George kind of screwed his brother, screwed his cousin <laughs> over. But that's yeah. another thing. That's, that's, another that's a whole other story for, for another, another time for another kind of podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Jack um, finds Julia again in the uh, virtual reality, and she basically shows him the computer that her consciousness is in, like this weird orb thing. Yeah. And she's like, this is where my consciousness is. And doesn't Jack get all pissy? Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, I don't know if I want to be with you. And she's like, he doesn't know if he can because she's, you know, technically not real. Yeah. And she like, he wants to like, he, okay. What, 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 the movie very clumsily tries to get around to <laughs> is that Jack wants to bonk her. Yeah. But, you know, like, okay. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, I don't know if I can have physical love. So he goes to like, he goes to this church. He goes to church. Like you do. He goes to this church. And, yeah. And he, he goes, yeah. He goes to this, um, this hallelujah, praise Jesus choir church. And he goes up and talks to, uh, like hanging choir? out with my family guy. Is he the choir the leader, right? Yeah, but yeah. he's also the priest. Is he the, okay? Because I know the song they're singing a song about spiritual love. Yeah, like kind of on the nose. Yeah. So he goes up and he did, basically he asks just the now. Okay, look, <laughs> he's a priest, but he's still also a total stranger, man. Yeah. You go. He basically go up and and asks is be like. I want to be with this woman, but I can't do her. Do you have any <laughs> advice for me, Father? Can you still love someone who's not here? Yeah, who's who's yeah. And then he gives some kind of convoluted answer. Be like, love is in your heart or something. And uh, so he's like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have this celibate relationship with a ghost in in the machine. Yep. So uh, they go back to the virtual uh, Palace of Fine Arts, and uh, they're there in their costumes. And well, I think it doesn't matter. So he um, he talks to Julie, and you know they 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 kiss, and they'll be like, "I decided that I want to be with you." I can and love Julie's you. Julie's like, "Yeah," and Julie's like, "That's great," but my cyber <laughs> network is crumbling, and soon I'm gonna die again. And and Jack is like, what? No. And he's like, I can't. And then, you know, they kiss and she F-offs. And, that's and the, the movie. movie ends. Yep. Yeah. It's just like, wow, that was kind of a bummer. <laughs> Not as much of a bummer uh, as the ending of Zindi. Oh, uh, Va- Vanderpool, Vanderpool Man just redeemed uh, I'm Batman for a thousand of your channel points. Yep. I've got my mask on. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I don't have your. I don't have your thing. See, up, listeners, so. listeners. After the fact, this is the type of stuff that you miss out on when yeah. you're not watching the actual live show. You're missing me with a plastic uh, Frank Miller modeled uh, old man Batman mask on my face. Hot take: Frank Miller can't draw. The Dark Knight <laughs> Returns looks like garbage. There, I said it. Um, <laughs> But uh, Rad B Show, uh, also, if you're a woman named after your mom, are you a junior? I think. Um, I don't know. 
that's up to the parents, wouldn't it be? Like, you know, just filling out the birth certificate. Like, I know you're a senior. Yes. Uh, yeah, so your son Jeremy is Jeremy Pluto Jr. Yes, correct. Um, I don't know if I'm speaking out of, uh, speaking out of turn here. I didn't want to, like, you know, put your son's name out there. Oh, no, he's <laughs> Jer- okay. he's got his own little Twitch thing and TikTok and all okay, that cool. stuff. So, so uh, Rad B Show, I don't know. I think that would probably be up to the mom. Or the dad, yeah, probably. It'd be it'd be kind of fun, I think. To so, have a daughter um, that was a junior, like named after I don't know. So anyway, Julie and Jack, um, and I, I I have a couple of questions about it. I um, mean, we 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 we've already talked about how this is just peak riff tracks, yeah, and just you know how how similar it is to both Replica and 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 Birdemic. That's already been covered. Um, my thing is like with some, uh, you know, I have some internal logic questions about Julian Jack. Um, I think the one that comes to me that, that stands out to me most, and I don't know why it does, but it does is that, uh, why are they going on virtual dates, uh, that they could very easily just walk to because she's because, not real. <laughs> okay. Well, why? Yeah. Okay. Obviously, that's you know, that's that's the answer. But why Jack could be like, "Hey, you know, I live here. Maybe we could go to like outer space or something for our uh, like, dude." On YouTube, YouTube has like ambient Star Trek: The Next Generation bridge <laughs> stuff. I think it's just it's because he didn't for, want to for, make for, it. For, for you to fall asleep, yeah. If you wanted to, like, if you want to, like, go to, like, virtual museums, eh, whatever, I, I guess. I guess that's fun if, if you're into that. But you could go to a real museum. Jack's still a real person. Yeah. He can do all kinds of fantasy stuff. And what's, and what's Julie going to say? No, you're a, you're a ghost. <laughs> you don't have a choice. She's not going to say anything now because she's all like degraded and doesn't exist. We're going, yeah, we're, Hey, guess what? We're going to, we're, we're, we're going full, we're, we're going full ready player one. We're going to go get, <laughs> we're going to go get the rings. Uh, we're going to go get the ring. Like, I'm going to be Frodo. You're going to be Sam, you know, cause I'm into feet. <laughs> uh, and we're going to take the ring to Mordor. And you don't have a choice because you're a ghost. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's what I would do. Just go full Oasis and uh, yeah. But just don't yeah, but don't make it weird. All right, don't don't go like I know I just said go full Ready Player One. <laughs> Maybe not go full Ready Player One, but like I don't know. I think you have to find a balance. But I definitely would be doing some like you know fantasy stuff. Instead of just going to like that would be me going to visit the Ogden sign on Seventeenth Street, <laughs> but I could just like get in my car and go down there. I don't know if you're listening to this, Connor Listoka, Ogden, O G D E N. But uh that's what that would be like. Yeah. Uh so anyway, that's like one of my one of my gripes about Julian Jack. The so movie Dave itself. Yeah. Now we get to our question. Would you watch Julian Jack? On Rift, um, you know what? Yeah, I think I would because um, this harkens and and it really is only because of Rift tracks, really, because 
Like, I think I would be interested to see it, what it, what it would be like watching it vanilla. Um, just because this movie and this riff just brings me so much joy. It harkens back to a time when uh, I didn't hate James when personally <laughs> with the heat of a thousand suns. Yeah. And I could, and I was just like a fan of his movies and of riff tracks. And he didn't like, it harkens back to like that time. It's like, ah, this reminds me of time when I didn't have all that hate in my soul. And I like that. So I, yeah, I, I think I would just so that, you know, just, just so that I could have that nostalgia and, you know, maybe feel some joy again in my life. <laughs> maybe yeah maybe what about you would you watch this movie on rift uh i think i would this is actually out of the three uh james one movies that they have rift this is the only one that i haven't watched vanilla uh replica i, think, I saw I think, I think it is available on rift tracks on rift i believe replica i saw uh on rift because Rift Tracks released it that way yeah, first. Same, it was yeah, same here, yeah. The only way that it had ever seen the light of day was through them. Um, and then Birdemic, you know, I watched it way back when it first came out. And then uh, after I, you know, learned about what Rift Tracks was, then I'm, I saw that they were doing it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Now I can actually watch this movie and not hate myself. It's hard for me to watch Birdemic on Rift. Like, it really is. Like, it's really that bad. It's yeah. Like like you yeah, said, he somehow has gotten worse. Like Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, he's awful. Movie. <sighs> Speaking of worse, oh, God. uh our riff of the year last year, or mine, I should say, uh Suburban Sasquatch, uh by uh how do you say his name? David uh David Waskovich. David Waskovich, the Waskily Waskovich. Yeah. Um, earlier this year, uh, Rift Tracks released uh, their riff of his movie that came before this, uh, uh, Fungicide. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, and I think so, there is there is some evidence here that uh, you know supports your theory about movie makers getting better because, yes, because overall, <laughs> I, I, I Suburban Sasquatch is a better movie than Fungicide. Yeah, uh, so uh, Suburban Sasquatch is definitely far and away a better movie than 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 Fungicide. I Ugh. I watched this movie today. Uh, or I watched the riff, um, and you know how much I love Suburban Sasquatch. Yes, I so sure do. This kind of goes back to the the discussion we had uh, on uh, on the on Wednesday's episode about Roller Gator. And um, baby, baby ghosts. ghosts, yeah, okay. About um, you know, wanting something because something else was so great, and then you get that thing, and you're just like, eh, like this is this was uh, this is uh, not what I was expecting. This it's is worse than I like, ever yeah. imagined. Yeah, this uh, fungicide, like, I think, I think we kind of have that same kind of relationship with fungicide and suburban Sasquatch because the suburban Sasquatch is, is so charming and just so off the charts, just bad, awful. And, and just like everything that's good about awful movies is contained, is contained in suburban Sasquatch. Yeah. 
where fungicide it it's so it's just like it's bad but it's like cringy bad it's like i mean not not saying that suburban sasquatch isn't cringy bad but like fungicide is not charming in the way that yeah we're not criticizing rift tracks or anything but where fungicide is not suburban sasquatch no it's 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 um I mean, it does kind of have that hilarious uh, production value in terms of its monsters, <laughs> but you but monsters the, the, are... mush- the, uh, the mushrooms are something else. Yes, so, definitely. Um, uh, so this movie, uh, it takes place at like a like a bed and breakfast retreat type thing. Yeah, and we've got a few characters there. There's yeah. Uh, well, well, let's start at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Let's start at the beginning. At at, at the very beginning, it, there's this mad scientist, literally in his in his parents' basement, making Alka Seltzer potions and, and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, upstairs, his his um his uh aging mother and father are booking a vacation for him. Yeah, they're kind of forcing a vacation for him. Yeah, so um and uh she the old lady calls up the our 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 uh hotel owner who we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, do you have any rooms available?" And the hotel lady's like, uh hippie lady is like, "Oh, yes, we do. We have many rooms available." And then uh, mom is like, okay, well, he won't be there for a few hours. Is that okay? And then Mike, then Mike correctly says, well, yes, that's generally how reservations work 100% of the time. It's like, it's like David Waskovich doesn't, like, he, like, he's never stayed at a hotel in his life. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's like so disconnected, like, like, like somebody trying to write about something they don't know about. Yeah. Which is odd, since like I think that probably everybody listening has had some kind of experience with a hotel. Yeah. Even if you haven't had an experience with a hotel, if you're in that very minor part of society that's never stayed at a hotel in your life, you've at least seen somebody stay at a hotel on TV. Yeah, you know what it. You okay. know what it's it like. It doesn't seem like David. Uh, <laughs> It, it it doesn't seem like the director. I've already forgot like how, how to say his name again. David, <laughs> what's this called? Waskovich. That's what it looks like. He like it. It just seems like that's just not none of that is part of his experience. No, no, and not it at just all. seemed very odd to me. So, uh, we've got this this uh, bed and breakfast. Jeremy, are you there? Yes. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Uh oh. What happened? Technical difficulties. Okay, we're going to take one second, and uh, I'm going to disconnect this call from Dave, and we're going to re-call it. So just give me one second. This is an episode of the True Blue Riftcast if we don't have uh, technical difficulties. That's kind of our thing. We have a lot of technical difficulties. (laughs) Uh, So give me a sec, and uh, let me bring this back up. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, okay. good. 
good. Just a little hiccup. Just a minor little hiccup. That's all it is. Okay. So uh, I don't know. I talked for a while after that. I don't know where I got cut off. So uh, I'll let you. I, I heard the whole thing. The, the whole the hotel okay. rant and everything was, was there. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, after after they call, we. Oh, my gosh. This bed and breakfast is nuts. At least the person who runs it is nuts. Uh, her name is Jade. Oh, she's crazy. She's a hippie. Um, but we also have our other uh, our other characters here. We've got the real estate developer who, of course, is a sleaze bag. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Why not? I mean, if you if you're a real estate developer, you're a sleaze bag. That's always your role in a movie. Um, there's a military survivalist who, I think he thinks he's on a reality show. Yeah, that doesn't because, but but you don't see any. Uh, but what he has, there, there's at least one cameraman out there with him that's played by another actor. But I think that's he, like in the same scene. I think he paid. He just paid that guy to follow him around, uh, and and film him for this fake reality TV show uh, yeah. called Last Man Standing. Uh, and then we have my favorite character, the professional wrestler, who has to take pills because if he doesn't take these pills. Uh, then he he will spontaneously, he will spontaneously combust. combust. He will explode, and because uh, you know okay. that's a thing. That's a thing that happens. Okay, now <laughs> listeners of this podcast will probably remember for a number of years I myself uh, performed locally as a professional wrestler under the moniker Charlie B. Bzzz. Okay, I know quite a few professional wrestlers, real like real pro wrestlers. And I've never met, in my experience, any of them who had to take medicine, or otherwise they would literally explode. That's that's. I just took a drink at the way wrong point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I lose him again? But uh, no, like I, I don't get. It. I mean, like so, and there are some professional wrestling illusions. Later on, down when we get to like the mushrooms, kicking each other's asses and everything. Yeah, but uh, it's like I think it just goes back to um, like I don't know if this is played for jokes or like like or all spontaneously combust because it seems like it's being played for a joke, but then other times it seems like it's being played for drama. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's like a real like like. Like it seems like David Waskovich thinks that this is a real condition that a person could have, and I, I feel like at times it's it's played like like straight, like like serious, like we're supposed to take it seriously. There are no illusions in pro wrestling, says Brad B. Show. <laughs> there are plenty of illusions. Uh, trust me, it's real to me. No. <laughs> yeah, all the all the freaking injuries I suffered doing that those, those were fake or fake as hell yeah but um anyway so uh our scientist man uh <laughs> finally gets to the cabin and first thing that happens is that he trips and his his potions fall through the cracks of the deck and mutates these these mushrooms created and that's like the genesis of of the mushroom monster yes and uh we get some wonderful scenes inside 
the house with all of the characters interacting with each other. Yeah. I know they're like, uh, like this is just like sitting there, uh, like shoulder to shoulder on the couch, <laughs> like you do when you're staying at a cabin with three other strangers. Yeah, I think uh, Mike, Kevin, or Bill said they're just sitting there, eyeball deep in their own ball sweat, because it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like squished together on this couch. Yeah, it's just so relaxing. Yeah, Jeremy, if you and me, if you and me didn't know each other. <laughs> And like we were just, we both just happened to be, uh, the same guests at the same like cabin in the woods, and we were both like renting out rooms. I don't even know if that's a thing you can do, but I'd go down and like, and I went down and I like just like sat right next to you, like you were my best friend. What would you think of me? Would you I, like? Would, I would think would you that be like that you're a jerk with no personal boundaries. Yeah. But like these three are just like, like come on, man, you know it's, it's it's, it's just like like like, ridiculous. like the levels the the level that this movie is disconnected from reality, and it it's 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 gonna get worse because um, oh yeah the, then the um the mushrooms attack, I guess because like a lot of weird stuff happens between them. There's a but, lot of oh, really oh, weird stuff. Ultimately, the mushrooms attack. Um, we get and, like an exterminator yes. that gets killed. Yeah. Oh, and um, there's also a. I want to say she's a hooker or a uh, a thief or something. One of um, the two. It's, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Which no, is it, kind of you know, it's kind of a weird like it's either this or this, but yeah, it's it's she it's does not seem like a lady of the night. Yeah. But it's played by the same, like, it's played by the same actress that is the hippie lady who owned, like, the main, like, one of the main characters. Yeah. Yeah, You kind of show her from farther away. But it's still, like, very clear. Yeah. Very clear, like, this is who it is. She gets eaten by a mushroom in a car. Yeah. With a bunch of really bad CG blood, which I think probably carried over into Suburban Sasquatch, because I remember seeing that same kind of blood uh, pouring oh, out of oh, people. Oh, like the digital blood? Yeah. From that like that would come from all the victims. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, definitely... he bought the effects pack. He's yeah, going to get his money He's going to use it, you yeah. know? But... Um, but we've got... We've get, we get little puppets. Yeah. <laughs> they're, at first, they're small. They're like... Little arm puppets, you know, and the hands just in the mouth. Yeah, just and like they're they they have more articulation to them than than any of the puppets and feeders ever did. Um, I will go this far, and you know I love Roller Gator, but that 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 mushroom puppet has more articulation than Roller Gator. Oh did. yeah, Roller Gator can barely move. I mean, the arms and yeah. legs are all like just molded to the body. So yeah. Uh, but then, you know, as the movie progresses, uh, we get yeah. some CG. Uh, yeah. Very, with- very bad CG mushrooms. And then we got yeah. people in full-size mushroom costumes. Yeah, so these mushroom costumes. Okay, well, okay. That are an unfortunate, we first? an unfortunate shade of color. Uh, and shape, yeah. They look like penises, guys. Yes. Okay, exactly. so should we talk about the? Well, I mean, that what else is there to say about the penis mushrooms? Look, they, that they do. They look like 
colossal human-sized wangs walking around there with like hands coming out there and you know fluid coming out of the shaft which doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah um but uh let's talk about the digital effects they're terrible so um if you've seen suburban sasquatch you know that david waskovich likes to play around with digital effects to very limited eff- uh, effectiveness. Yes, very limited. So they have to go out and fight the mushroom monsters. Okay, the army of mushroom monsters descending on the cabin, and they have to go out and you know fight for their freedom or whatever. So uh, a bunch of them go out there and they have like machetes and and <laughs> and whatnot. A big plastic and- Halloween costume machete. You can tell David Waskovich just told these actors. Go out there and just flail around because <laughs> punch I'll and kick put, and swing and punch, yeah and just do and I will put the mushroom uh, like I will put the mushrooms around you based on where you're gonna be and all your ridiculous flailing yes and they do that and to Waskovich's credit that's what he did <laughs> uh, it, you know he was able to no okay I'm not saying it looks good no but. He definitely, like, you know, put the mushrooms where they needed to be based on what these weirdos were, were doing. Yeah. So, like, like uh, at least, you know, like, okay, thumbs up. You were able, you were able to do that, that Dave. Hooray for you. So the real <laughs> estate, the real estate agent dies. Um, and so they, like... All Birdemic style, they all uh, they got to run away to another location. Yeah. And for some reason, the pro wrestler decides that he's going to sacrifice himself. Okay, so that what they're what they're what they're doing here is uh, after the the very obvious toy gun yeah. that they use to, <laughs> to shoot these guys, which just make them makes them like dissolve or shatter. You know that shattered glass effect, yeah, with that, the bad yeah, CG, he, and uh, so that's either that or you know they melt, and they they find out earlier in the movie, a little bit earlier in the movie, that uh, balsamic vinegar is like a weakness for these mushrooms. Uh, so the lady's like, "Hey, I have a whole barrel of uh of that in my house, and we can use it to kill them." And the the best part about this is they call it. Uh, like balsamic, not balsamic, balsamic. Uh, and it it's such a terrible pronunciation of the word. But uh, the they're trying to get back in the house, and so the wrestler decides that he's going to sacrifice himself so that the the uh, Jade and whatever the the survivalist guy's name is can get back in the house oh, no. and get to the the balsamic. You don't know what his name is? I don't remember. His name is Major Wang, Jeremy. <laughs> they made a big deal about That's it. Right. His name is Major Wang. And the name, like the name escaped minutes. me momentarily, and it shouldn't yes, have. Yes, his name was Major Wang, yes. and they're being like, well, that's an appropriate name for you. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, so they go in. He stands outside. He throws his pills away. And then he stands there and he starts like grunting like the Hulk. Until... So his body knew, yeah, like, like okay, so until, until he explodes. Yeah, and then he just, 
He yeah, just okay. goes up as in a big fireball, takes out a bunch of these bad CG. It's a bad CG fireball, first of all, and then it takes out a bunch of these bad CG mushroom creatures that are trying to kill him. Uh, they go in the the barrel. Is is also CG, and the guy's like, "Oh, I've got a fuse. We can light it from here, because you know, balsamic vinegar is known for its uh, for being flammable. Yeah, it's explosive properties. Yeah. Uh, so he's got like this little tiny rope that's like maybe seven inches long in his hand, and he's like, "I got a fuse," and they put it in and they light it, and it's this bad cg barrel in a bad cg like crawl space and it says balsamic vinegar on it and it's got this super long fuse all of a sudden it goes down and it explodes and then we get this really weird cg shot of like a mountainside yeah i don't know what that I, i i don't know what that's about it made me think of uh what is it What's the movie? The bulk movie, <laughs> Amazing Bulk oh, the, or whatever. Oh, the Amazing Bulk. Yeah, it, it reminded me of that for whatever reason. That's what I thought of when I saw it the first time. Yeah, uh, they make a couple of Lord of the, the Rings jokes. Again. Um, but it's like this purple ring just like goes out as the shockwave from the balsamic. I gotta say it like they say it. Uh, the balsamic vinegar exploding, and it just like wipes out all of the mushrooms in the area and they leave and that's that's not quite the end of the movie though because yeah, then we get yeah, a, okay we get a time jump to one year later one year later okay so this seemed very it it seemed very odd to me so they're at a book signing the and whole movie like, is very like odd outs- dave yeah okay but outside <laughs> of the bookstore it just says bookstore signing today yeah um, they even they even call this out in the riff. It's like somebody like, "Hey, I, I don't know who you guys are, what your book is, but I'm like way into signing." So yeah, I, I saw came there was in. a signing today. So uh, um, they they have they, just a they, bunch so of like the survive. Yeah, they had they had a signing. I guess they wrote a book about what they went through. Yeah, and but the like, prop, why, okay, the prop yeah, for okay, these the, books. the prop books are awful. They're like terrible. they like. You could tell they just got like a. I don't even know if they, they probably weren't even the same book. No, because the covers look got, different. On yeah, them. so they got um, these. Uh, these they got dust a bunch jackets. of hardcover books. Yeah, they, they got a bunch of hardcover books, and they got these cheap white uh, dust jackets, and it's they just, just like it's a printed piece of paper, is what it yeah. is. And though, and so. Like and I got, I had like our book on like the cover of it, and you know, fungicide. Like, just going through, and uh, and um, yeah, is that yeah? This, it was called fungicide, and I don't, I don't understand. I guess where, you know, the the props are awful. That stuck out to me the most. But what <laughs> stuck out to me was that who, what publisher was paying them for for this story yeah. and is there a demand for this story is this story was it was it famous i mean it must have were been there, because they're was they're it were there doing book were there signings. news were there like i don't i don't understand how people would know about the story because generally when you have a um 
an interest in uh, like like when you write a book about okay when um, they landed that plane in the Hudson River and yeah. they had uh, that guy Sully uh, write a book about it okay you would not have gotten that book unless the news covered it and a lot of people knew about it therefore there was an interest in the story itself and you know that generated demand for the book and the movie starring Tom Hanks on which it was later based. Uh, you don't have that here. No. So you, 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 you don't have, so it was just basically like four people at most at this cabin in, I don't even know what state (laughs) that's, yeah, they never establish where it actually takes yeah. place. Yeah, so and they're but the thing is they're, they're signing all kinds of books like here you go. I'm giving this definitely to this person that is right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. be like all oh, you know, it's like this, this this it's very it's very strange. It doesn't make like the levels of being disconnected from reality. <laughs> yeah, it's, that this there's movie nothing. Is. It just it 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 boggles the mind. Yeah. Uh, but then we oh, see. Oh, and the mad scientist. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he uh, supposedly died. Then he comes back in evil, maniacal, mad scientist. Lap, like, ha I'm buying your book. Yeah. <laughs> He's standing there like, in front of them with an apple. And he makes some I, dumb. An apple a day keeps me away or something. Yeah. It keeps evil away or something. It's really dumb. And then he just laughs, and they just sit there and look at him. And then the movie ends. That's it. Like what? I oh, okay. Like I think they make a joke oh. asking if they're like gonna make an Apple themed sequel. I hope not. Well, they didn't do it. It's it's kind of like with uh, Baby Ghost and, and Roller Gator. Yeah. Uh, where it'd be like, well, watch out for Baby Ghost two or Roller Gator two. Nope, didn't happen. Thankfully. Also, also very famously. Uh, in Super Mario Brothers, where there's a, a sequel tease that never ever happens. Yeah. Thankfully, again, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave, that brings yeah. us once again to our question: Would you watch Fungicide Unrift? I don't think I would. I think if I watched this Unrift, I think I would get. It's it's really that bad. Like, I think I might watch Suburban Sasquatch Unrift just because of the I definitely would watch Suburban Sasquatch for that because that's fun. This movie is just like you would get five minutes in, not even that far, and just be like, nope. And you would hit the stop button on your VCR (laughs) and you would pull it out and you pull out the VHS tape that this thing was actually literally filmed on. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't. J- Jeremy, w- would you watch this movie on Rift? Hell no. Okay. I would. I would also like you be more apt to watch Suburban Sasquatch on Rift. I don't think I would actually, um, but I would rather watch that one on Rift than Fungicide. Yeah. Because Fungicide um, is awful. Yeah. So. uh yeah, so that's fun to say. I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything more to say about it. Other no, than, you know, like get it for nine ninety nine at rifttracks dot com. It is, sure. it is such a good riff though. There's yeah. so oh, much, yeah, like the whole. Oh my gosh, 
the whole thing about the balsamic vinegar is probably my favorite, you know, running running thing and how they how they pronounce it. And because they, they're even correcting each other when they're making the jokes about it. You know, yeah. cause I think Bill says balsamic and Kevin's like, ah, balsamic. <laughs> I think my favorite bit, I think anytime, anytime like the guys like attempt to uh, quit riff tracks, <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. You know, even though, you know, of course it's BS. Yeah. But, I mean, it's. I think it's done really well this time. So that was, I think that was my favorite bit from this. Yeah, is like, that's, that's so much yeah. fun when they do that too. Uh, is that the one, was it the end of that where Kevin's just like, oh, I, I need to go check on this. And he's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> and he just, he just leaves at the end. No, no. Well, or was that? Uh, it's not this one. It's Julian Jack. I think I'm getting them crossed because I just rewatched both of them. Well then, 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 well, no, that doesn't happen with Julian Jackson. It's so got to be on this you one. Must be, you must I don't be know. talking about, yeah. Must be talking about fungicide. Do you know how many movies Rift Tracks has done? A and lot. <laughs> a lot. So many we can't even keep them straight anymore. Yeah, it's some of them merge together in, yeah. in the brains. Some of them, like earlier, like before the podcast started, I was looking at a uh, list of, of of episodes we've done. And I saw a movie, and I was like, what is this movie? We talked about this? <laughs> and then Jeremy describes the movie perfectly. And I was like, I talked about this. I watched this movie, and I, t- and I had an in-depth discussion about it. I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Uh, but apparently I did watch it, it like, and I forgot, all, I forgot all about it, and it's a riff tracks. And I'm just like, huh, interesting. <laughs> I must have flushed it. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's fungicide, guys. Yep. I mean, it's you know, it's terrible. Great riff, terrible movie. Um, what are we What are we looking at next week? You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm looking at here. I'm going through the catalog, trying to find something that uh, we haven't talked about in depth. Mm. And I gotta, so I gotta bring up, I gotta bring up gear. our master list here too. So we've done all the James Wen movies. Yep, those are all done. We've done finally, uh, if we 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 finally exhausted those, them all out. Uh, let's see. Well, well, let's pick something from my favorite era of of Rift Tracks. Let's pick something else from from 2015. All right, that we haven't talked about. I'm pretty sure we've talked about Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yes, I, I I do believe we talked about that one because uh, we talked about the amazing fight at the end of it. Yes, um, I believe have have we, have we talked about no retreat, your your favorite no retreat no surrender. You know what I? No, we have not. All well, right, guys. Well, what well what are we doing? I I think I think yeah. we're doing no retreat no surrender next week. Yeah. So so. Uh... If yeah, so next week we'll at least. I mean, that's one of the things we'll talk about. Yes. So, we'll, so that's that's your homework, guys. You got to yeah. watch No Retreat, No Surrender uh, before yeah. next Sunday. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's, I'm down. Everybody listening, that's your homework. No Retreat, No Surrender, and then uh, we'll do another one if there's a new release on Friday, uh, which we haven't had one in a little while, so I'm fully expecting one this week. Uh, so we'll definitely be talking about the new release if there is one and there should be uh and if not we'll we'll find another movie to talk about uh along with no retreat no surrender the riff 
Rift Tracks release of No Retreat, No Surrender, which is uh, still still my personal favorite. Is it still your number one? Okay, oh. cool. I mean, that's why I brought it up. I was like, it's your favorite. Have we talked about that? Yes. Well, seems like a huge omission. Yeah. It's your number one. Uh, and it is. No Retreat, No Surrender is available uh, through the Rift Tracks Friends uh, subscription service. So it's a cheaper way to watch it if you don't already own it. And if you do own it, if you uh, do own it, then watch it again. Refresh your okay. memory from the uh, movie that was released October fifteenth, twenty fifteen. Nice. But, All right. Cool. Yeah. So, until then, we don't. Uh, again, we don't have a a Patreon uh, to to plug anymore. Um. You know, just just us here on Twitch live every Sunday night, ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you do want to support us, of course, the easiest way to do that on Twitch is uh, with bits or a subscription. And right now, I think the the subscriptions are on sale for the month of September. Yeah, twenty percent off or something like that. Um, yeah. If uh, if you if you like the podcast, make sure you catch up on past episodes. You can find those basically on any podcast platform. Uh, we're like everywhere, and uh, you know iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music, of course Apple and Google Podcasts, and and whatever your favorite platform is, Stitcher, Spotify, it doesn't matter. We're there. You can find us anywhere. You can catch up on the podcast, and uh, you can find me online at pbandawesome.com which has not been updated since they announced the uh, live show dates this year. Uh, <laughs> I do I do have some stuff that I want to start putting up there again, but you can find me on uh, Twitter at PBandAwesome. And, of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at TBRiffCast. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at DChadwickAuthor. Uh, you can check out my website, DaveChadwick.info. And uh, if you want to support... Uh, me, you can check out my new novel, Monkey, on Amazon. It's ninety nine cents right now. Uh, right now, uh, go pick that up on the Kindle. Monkey a novel. Uh, yep, Monkey a novel. Jeremy's read it. It's very. Oh yeah, I yeah. I loved it. I thought it Jeremy, was really funny. Jeremy, Jeremy can vouch for it. So yep. it's only ninety nine cents. Take a chance. I've I've put it down that low, so people will take a chance on it. And uh, yeah, if you if you like it, uh, drop a you know. Drop a review. Help me out. You know, yeah, I would very much appreciate it. It's so, about a wish-granting monkey. It's yes. very hilarious. Wish-granting, foul-mouthed monkey. Yes. He likes to say the F word a lot. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Like a Mar- he's, like a Mar- he's like a Martin Scorsese monkey. <laughs> Joe Pesci monkey. All right, guys. So uh, we're going to go ahead and, and the only thing that... Oops, I cl- I canceled it. The only thing that seems fitting is for to us. Say, we're gonna do a raid. To, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go jump into the Rift Tracks channel. Uh, okay. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next Sunday, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Rock till you die. And yeah, we just gotta wait for this raid to be ready because again, I accidentally canceled it because I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, now we're ready to go. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>